Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. guys welcome back to our first real podcast episode today we are talking about what is the gospel and as we were preparing for this we realized that it's really not as simple as we thought it was (laughs) no (laughs) four outlines later and we're like wow maybe we should have picked an easier episode yeah um so i think our problem with this was the gospel It's simple, but there's so many different rabbit trails you can go off with it. So we really tried to nail down an outline that it explains the gospel, but we're not going too in-depth with anything. So we hope that this um, is helpful, beneficial to y'all. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, you could you could chalk up the entire Bible to be the gospel because it all works together mm-hmm. to form this huge story, which we'll explain to you more. But yeah, we really, really worked hard to try to nail down the important points. So Yeah, and this episode isn't necessarily for unbelievers or new believers. Um, even if you are a Christian, we encourage you to listen and just try to understand um, what you personally believe the gospel is because I think a lot of times, even just growing up in the church, you kind of forget what the gospel is almost. Um, It's just such a foundation part of our faith. And Yeah, so Addie, do you remember the first time that you heard the gospel? Mm, Good question. Well, I was born and raised in a Christian home. So I'm sure I heard the gospel a lot when I was little, you know, maybe bits and pieces, not like the whole thing. But the first time I remember, like actually vividly remember the whole thing, I was in, I'm going to say like third, fourth grade Sunday school class. And it was a husband and wife and they just kind of walked through the gospel. They're, you know, helping kids through it, praying with them. And they were giving out little like, I've been saved certificates. You know, looking back, eight-year-old me doesn't really know if I was saved in that moment or if. I really just wanted the certificate. (laughs) Um, But that was like the first time I actually vividly remember hearing and like understanding the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I was also raised in a Christian home. So I'm sure I heard it going to Sunday school and from my parents and whatever. But I know the first time I really understood the gospel was um, a summer camp in middle school. The speaker that week God just really spoke through them to my heart, and I know that was the first time I truly understood the gospel, even though I had prayed the prayer beforehand and I was already saved. Um, that's really when I understood the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, these are like both the first times we've heard it, but I think we should really, if we're looking to do this correctly and answer this question correctly, we should go to the one and only source of truth which we both believe that is the Bible. So we're going to look at a verse, um, specifically Romans 1.16. 
And this verse just kind of lays out what the gospel is. So Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is, aka this is what the Bible says the gospel is, it says, For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Mm-hmm. Little muddy there. <laughs> not super clear. <laughs> but, I mean, it does address the main points. Like, what is the gospel? It is. The word gospel means good news. Mm-hmm. And it is the good news of salvation to everyone who believes. Right. And two, I think it's hard to pick one verse in the Bible and be like, this is it. This is the gospel. Because ultimately, the entire Bible is the gospel. So you can't base that off of one verse. Exactly. Especially like when we were creating this, like, what is the gospel? We could have picked from 412 verses. <laughs> yeah, we had to narrow it down because else you guys would all be bored and sleeping on us. <laughs> yep. That's how we got to the end of this. But anyway, so that's the gospel means the good news. It's the good news of salvation to everyone who believes. But I think we should really, to dive into this further, we should go back, time travel, back to the beginning and just look at the start. Like, how did this all get its start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that all starts in Genesis when God created us. Um, Addie, do you have some verses on that? Yeah, I do. So um, Genesis 127 says we were created in God's image. So we also know just we don't have verses like specifically tied into here, but um, we know that God created the heavens and the earth and created the animals and and everything else. But he also created humans and he created us in his image. And just that dives into the next question, which is why were we created? And in Isaiah 43, 7, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and I made. So we were created for God's glory. And then going down a little bit further, a couple verses down, it says, The people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So we're created for God's glory for his praise. And then lastly, in Colossians 1.16, we were created for his pleasure. It says all things were created through him and for him. So basically like three or four main things that we were created for. We're created for God's glory. We were created in his image. We're created for his praise and we're created for his pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is a main point to understand everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't truly understand why we're here, what the gospel is, all that, without understanding why God created us. Um, And yeah, for his glory. So I once heard it actually um, described as like a mirror. So we're created as a mirror and we reflect back the glory of God and we reflect that glory back to him. So it's like, oh, yeah, like we are, you know, light bouncing off a mirror. Yeah. Yeah, we give that back to him. Huh, that's a good analogy. Or yeah. I heard it, okay, wow, more things. <laughs> I heard it like a statue. And so like when you hear, you look at a statue, like you remember the greatness of that person. Oh, you know, like you see like yeah. George Washington, you're like, oh, George Washington did X, Y, Z. And you remember him because you mm-hmm. see the statue. And like, that's why God made us like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. mean, it'd be really boring to be a God and then just like, just to be God. But like, you weren't God to anyone. Right. Right. <laughs> That'll be like the first thing I'd be like, what? <laughs> Which, okay, this is not a point that we put into this episode, but we were created to be like relational people mm-hmm. and we're created in God's image. So God's a relational person. So we had, right. it's not have. like God created us to be like, I need somebody to worship me. I need my ego to be yeah. filled. 
no, like God's perfect. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Um, But he, I guess we can't look at God and try to figure out why we were created. We just know that we are created for his glory. Yeah, if we knew if we knew everything God knew, we would be God. And by golly, I do not want that job. <laughs> I am not qualified for that no. um, at all. But so we were created with this purpose in mind, you know, to bring him glory in his image, bring him praise, all of these things. But we can no longer do that anymore. Like mm-hmm. we're broken, we're sinful. And I think we should talk about, you know, how we can't fulfill our life purpose and that's because of this thing called sin and how it got entered into this world and what it is Mm -hmm. kind of just diving into that yeah god didn't originally create us to be sinful people um but the fall happened in genesis 3 so basically satan tempted humanity and we gave in so you know like the garden of eden eve eating the fruit and um all that. So anyways, that is how sin entered the world. So God's original plan can't include us anymore. We can't enter the kingdom of heaven as imperfect people. So we are all condemned to hell because every human is sinful. And I know that we look at ourselves and we can think, oh, I'm a good person. You know, I have a moral compass, whatever. But That's judging ourselves based off of human standards and even our human standards of what is good is so not good in God's eyes. Exactly. Like if heaven is truly this place of perfection and if God is truly, like God is perfect. So anywhere that God dwells has to be perfect as Mm -hmm. well. And so if heaven is truly this place of perfection, we as imperfect people cannot enter perfection. Like we're not worthy enough to at all. And that's another thing. God can't just be like, I love you. I'll just ignore the sin, whatever. Because God is perfect. So he is holy and just and he would not. He's a righteous judge. Yeah. He wouldn't be perfect and he wouldn't be a righteous judge if he just ignored our sin. Yeah. Yeah. You, since God, like, can righteously judge people, like, I think about a judge in a court, like, they have to do the right thing because he's perfect. Mm -hmm. So he cannot ignore this at all. Like, it's impossible for him to do. And that's just, like, the perfection of his nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, just looking at children today is proof of how sinful we Mm -hmm. inherently are because you think you have to teach a kid not to lie don't hit your brother or sister but you don't have to teach them to lie like you have to teach them not to lie yeah they like know how to do it they it's natural for them uh-huh. it's in their behavior and that actually plays into the verse like romans three twenty three four. it says for all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of god like we're since the fall since eve first sinned since sin was brought into this world since we are byproducts of adam and eve like we have a sin nature Mm -hmm. from the beginning and that's where those little kids you know come in you don't have to teach them to do this because they automatically do it because it's our sin nature to sin um yeah definitely but there is hope we can't just sit here and be like, we are so sinful, we are terrible, we can never get into heaven because Mm -hmm. God loves us very, very much. And so 
he still wants us to be with him in heaven. So he gave us Jesus to pay the penalty of our sin. Um, Jesus came down to earth as a human and he lived a perfect life, which is so hard for us to understand because we fall short all the time. Um, but Jesus lived perfectly and he died on the cross. And that death is so symbolic because that is where God placed all of our punishment, all of his wrath on Jesus there, the perfect sacrifice for us. And when Jesus died, he didn't just die. He overcame death and he is alive. So that is how we are able to have salvation through Jesus. And it's not just, oh, Jesus died, so we get into heaven now. You have to repent and believe in the gospel and believe that Jesus died for us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, since we weren't able to enter the perfection of heaven because of our sin, we needed someone to do it for us. And one of the most amazing things about Jesus and who he was as a person was he was without sin. Mm -hmm. um, so as like we are created in God's image, um, Jesus was born of a virgin. Therefore, he was half God and he was half human. Mm -hmm. So he was God in perfection. He could not sin, yet he was human and born into the sinful right. world. Right. He was still tempted in exactly. every way that we are tempted. He had the choice whether or not to sin, but he chose not to. And this ability to abstain from the one thing that just rules over all humans is really... Um, it's what makes Jesus so... Jesus, like, that's what makes him the sacrifice. Yeah, that's that what that's what makes it work. Uh -huh. Otherwise, you know, if Ella went and died today, it'd be like, oh, yep, Ella died and she saved saved you. She saved you from sin. Like, what? Like, no offense, Ella, but what's so <laughs> symbolic about your death? <laughs> right. No, it doesn't it wouldn't work, work that way. It wouldn't work at all. Um, and not only just that is, so Jesus lived a perfect, perfect life and he died a death without sin and then three days later he rose from the dead and mm -hmm. that is truly what kind of you know puts him above yeah, any other just random dude yeah jesus overcoming death is what gives us the ability to repent and believe and live for eternity in heaven with him so because if jesus didn't raised from the dead he would just be any other guy right like jesus raising from the dead said hey look world like you can't prove to me that you didn't sin today ella like i can't you know maybe you didn't and i just don't know like oh, you can't no, prove I definitely that did. <laughs> <laughs> okay but my point being like you can't you can't prove that necessarily mm -hmm. but like someone dying and then raising from the dead. Like, you can witness that with your eyes. Mm -hmm. And you can be like, wow. Like, no one in eternity has ever done this. Right. Like, what What are we all guaranteed in this world? Death. Like, death is 100%. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, Jesus, like, 99 point whatever. But <laughs> that's, like, statistics. Too far over my head. But, <laughs> no, like, Jesus, like, we're all guaranteed death. But since he was over able to overcome that, that that shows how amazing 
of a sacrifice and how it actually worked Mm -hmm. if that makes sense i think we should probably touch on like why did god do this like why does he love us enough to do this because that's you know it's kind of it's so hard to understand i know even now like there's just there's days for everybody where it's like god why did you die for me i don't deserve this Mm -hmm. i just we don't understand because there is sin in the world so we can't really understand his unconditional love yeah actually in um first john 4 8 it says whoever does not love does not know god because god is love Mm. like the essence of god is not just perfection but it is love like that is who he is Mm -hmm. and so the fact that we screwed it up we broke all of this stuff we put sin into this world which sin um sin is like in the original translation is missing the mark Mm -hmm. so basically the mark is anything less than the standard of perfection that is required to bring god's full glory so we're created for god's glory so sin is anything less than bringing him full glory Mm -hmm. which we're obviously not able to do right so yeah god is this true loving being because he's perfect Mm -hmm. and so because of that he had he He loved us enough to sacrifice his son jesus yeah he had to save us i don't know if anybody could comprehend that just sacrifice um for both jesus and god it's i know parents now could i mean i just don't think anybody can understand what a huge sacrifice that is and especially because they are god they are perfect yet they Mm -hmm. still jesus still died so that we can be with him forever exactly and kind of going back to that like physical death thing that we were talking about earlier and how death is like separation of your spirit from your body like Mm -hmm. that yes your body is still there but there's no longer life in your body like your spirit is gone who you are is gone and um while jesus was dying for our sins he was placing himself as a substitute Mm -hmm. so his death was symbolizing our death and saying like i'm dying for you And as he was experiencing, like, this agony of separate, or while he was doing this, he was experiencing, like, the agony of separation from his father. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you think, like, now we all want to be loved unconditionally. Everybody just wants to fulfill themselves, to live for something more. Like, we all just know deep down in our soul that there is something more to life. It's not just... Yeah, look at all money, the... having a job, having a family, and dying. There's... Yeah, look at all the workout things that are like, you too will have a better life if you can commit so many days. Or you can, like, we're all looking to, like, this pleasure, please yeah. yourself. We're yeah. all looking for our purpose, and our purpose is not to be found. No. Because we can't do it. Right. We have sin. Right. We can't fulfill our purpose of glorifying God because, oh, hello, mm-hmm. can't do that anymore. Yeah, our souls are separated from god on this earth and that is why we're all searching for something more because our souls just know this this isn't right there's Mm -hmm. more to it yeah they're we're so confused (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man definitely um kind of just so we know that 
God, you know, loved us enough to save us. And he did so by sending Jesus to die for us. And that worked because Jesus was able to live sinlessly. Mm -hmm. And he was able to do what we couldn't do. And he was also able to overcome death and his resurrection. And that's awesome and great. And we can overcome death. But is, can everyone do this? Like, is this for everyone? (laughs) Well, receiving salvation and living with Jesus for eternity in heaven isn't just a given because you're here. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jesus died for you and he loves you. But God gives us the choice of free will, and he's not just going to force us to be with him. Even though that's what we were created to do is be with God, God doesn't force that on any of us. So we need to make that personal choice in our life Mm -hmm. if we want to be with Jesus forever. If God forced us to, we would literally be robots here in this world. Yeah. Like how... How awesome is it to just have an army of robots that just, you know, do whatever God wanted? No, he, like, gave us free will and he gave us free choice. Mm -hmm. And because we have that, we have the free will and the free choice to choose. Like, do we want to accept what God's going to give us? Accept, like, this amazing, you know, gift? Or are we ignorant and we want to just, like, follow the ways of the world? Right. God wants us to love him. Um... He wants us to be like him. God is love. Yeah. He desires that for us. Yeah. So to receive this salvation, the first thing you need to do is repent. So be aware of the fact and admit that you are a sinner. That is your nature. And just know that you need Jesus in your life to save you. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven on your own. None of us can. Mm -hmm. Um, I think secondly... Um, we have to confess. We have to like recognize that we are sinners and confess that. And in Romans 10, 9, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So we have to realize we're sinful, realize the gift. We have to confess it and like proclaim that we're going to live for him. And this whole repentance and confession thing isn't just like a decision you think. You need to pray and tell all this to God. Tell him that you repent. Tell him you know you're a sinner. And just tell him that you need him in your life, that you believe in his son and you believe in what Jesus did for us. Um, And that that's really what Mm -hmm. confessing is, is just telling God. Um, And then you also need to believe to do any of this. You need to believe in your heart that Jesus died for you and rose from the dead and just that God is alive and he has a greater plan for us than this sinful world. Yeah, exactly. I've witnessed multiple people coming to Christ and I mean, I can, when we're saying like confess and truly believe, in multiple of these instances, I could just vividly see the change in Mm -hmm. them and just vividly see like their sinful nature and them realizing it and it brought more than one of them that I saw to tears like they just could not comprehend the weight of their sin and the fact that how wrong they were was separating themselves from this beautiful gift someday Mm -hmm. and yeah and I know for myself too like 
I prayed the prayer. I believed in Jesus from a young age. And at like seven, eight years old, I wasn't moved to tears. I don't know if I really felt God in my soul. But I do know just pivotal moments in my faith as I've grown and just gotten into the Bible and listened to pastors. I've had those moments where you just cry because your soul is so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with so hurt with what you've done yeah and just even looking around us at this world death and covid and everything wrong with the world it's just a reminder every single day that things are not supposed to be this Mm -mm. way no absolutely not like there's I mean, if anything, you should walk outside and walk into the sinful world world and be like, wow, there's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. There has to yeah. be more. And that's why we're really hitting on the point of like confessing and believing. And like belief is not just like, oh, yeah, like I believe in Jesus and I go to church and like I know the story. Believe is going to change you. Yeah, it's your you believe with your whole body, your whole mind, your whole soul, your whole heart. Everything in you, your entire life, yeah. you know that Jesus is the truth. He is the only way, not just for you, but for all of humanity. Exactly. Like, I could say, I believe in Bigfoot. But, and you, Ella might be like, yeah, okay, I believe in Bigfoot. But, like, until you saw me, like, packing a backpack, like, going out into the wilderness with my camera and, like, actively, like, being like, no, guys, no, seriously, like, there's Bigfoot out there. Mm-hmm. Like, come, come find yeah. me. Like, I'm going to show you this. And like, that's truly where we see these people who say they believe and are saved. And that's when we see the big difference between like, uh-huh. no, you are truly saved. Because yeah. being truly saved is choosing to live for Christ. Yeah. It's saying, I put myself aside. I put my selfish desires aside and I am willing to run after you mm-hmm. with everything. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we're perfect? <laughs> no. Like, I still sin all the time. Yeah, we all still fall short. And we just need to remember that going to church every Sunday isn't, that's not it. No, it never has If you really believe, it's your whole life. That is who you are. Christianity should define you. And another thing to notice is how we have mentioned nothing about works. We rely Mm -hmm. fully on God for our salvation And I think there's a huge misconception um, in the Christianity world and just the regular world that if you are good, if you go to church every Sunday, if you follow your moral compass, you will be saved, you'll go to heaven. But Mm -mm. we can't. We It's a gift. We're not good enough. We cannot do anything to get ourselves into heaven other than repenting and believing. Exactly. And... So in Ephesians 2, 8, um, it talks about like how this salvation is truly gift, how we were talking beforehand about free will, and how Ella was talking about, about the gift. And it says, by grace, you have been saved through faith. So like you are saved by your faith, mm-hmm. not by who you are, not by what you do, mm-hmm. but by your belief. Yeah. You're saved through your faith and it is not your own doings. It is the gift of God. Once again, a gift. And it says, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Because if it was on what we did, none we could of just... us would make the cut. No, or we would just all sit here and be like, 
I gave a hundred dollars in the offering plate today. So like, I'm just going to boast about it, you know, like post mm-hmm. it on my social media so everyone can see, you know, it would just be like, who's put in a better position? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. what can you do for the world? Right. It's not, that's, and that's not the right. way to live. <laughs> and I think too, part of this misconception comes from Christians being quote unquote good people. Yeah. Because when you are saved and when you truly let the gospel take over your life, it will show just by the things you do because you have this new hope in your life. You have the Holy Spirit living in your soul. So you just have a desire to do what God wants you to do and just follow what the Bible says. So you have this thing called fruit. Which the Bible talks about. Like yeah. people can, people should know that you are Christians by your fruit. And actually the verse on this, it wasn't planned, but here it goes. Um, in John fifteen eight, it says, Jesus told the disciples, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. That is what we are here for, to put God on display for the world. Mm-hmm. And like, there's that song, we will know you are Christians by our love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you... It's not your good works. Yes, your good works are connected to your faith, mm-hmm. but it's not by them. Like right. people will know you are Christians and they know you believe by what you do, but it's not what you do right. that saves you. There's kind of an order to it. It's salvation and then good works. Mm-hmm. It's not good works and then you get saved. And no. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, definitely not. Also, a while back, you mentioned something about the Holy Spirit. I think we should probably touch a little bit on that just to not confuse people entirely. Yeah. So this could honestly be a whole nother episode. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They are three different people, but they are the same person at the same time. And it's mind boggling and mind blowing and We can't really understand it, but we just know that Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit when he died. So when you are saved and you do repent, the Holy Spirit comes into your soul. And Mm -hmm. that is just how, when you hear Christians say like, God told me this, or I just feel like I have to share this, that's the Holy Spirit, or like, I guess you could call it your conscience Yeah, that's how I... I, that's how I would explain it in like Addy terms of like to someone I'd be like your Holy Spirit is this thing that God gives you like once he's I don't want to say like he stamped you and sealed you as his own but once you truly believe and like you truly are deciding to live your life for Christ God gives you this thing called the Holy Spirit and it's essentially a part of him dwelling in us mm-hmm yeah. And it yeah, your conscience. Like your good versus bad, where you're like, I don't know, I know I shouldn't do this. It makes us guilty of our sin. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I don't know, say you have patterns of lying, just white lies all the time, and then you become saved. And before maybe you didn't think much of it, but now that you're saved, the Holy Spirit is like, Hey, we probably shouldn't be lying <laughs> all the time. Let's not do that yeah. anymore. Yeah, and that's like, that's your Holy Spirit inside of you being like, you know, hint, hinge, nudge, nudge, like, you truly believe this, let's let's walk in such a way that is like worthy of the calling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So let's also talk about what do we do once we receive this salvation? 
Ooh, good one. <laughs> what do we do? So <laughs> being a Christian doesn't stop at praying the prayer, repenting, believing, oh, I prayed the prayer, I believe in Jesus, great, I'm going to heaven, I'll just keep living my life. Like, you need to start reading your Bible, praying, talking to God, and find a good Christian community to surround yourself with by going to church, small groups, whatever that may be. Um, And with the whole start reading your Bible thing, that needs to be a daily thing because that is how God talks to us. Um, Good places to start is the book of John, Romans, Acts, and Ephesians. Honestly, you can start anywhere, but Mm -hmm. those books are really good just explaining salvation and being a Christian. Yeah. I would argue a little bit with your point of reading your Bible every day. Yes, I think that's an amazing start, but I know for a brand new believer, that's not always like it. Yeah. It's not always. Yeah. That that's true. It's and hard it's not to like do. If you don't read your Bible every day, your salvation's gone. Like, no, you just really want to read it because yeah. that's how God communicates with us. Yeah, the Bible is how is the word of God and how God will speak to us and how we know right from wrong. And so by reading it, we are able to um, better direct how God wants us mm-hmm. to live. Yeah, and prayer is really, really important too. Um, just having a relationship with God uh, and talking to him. And mm-hmm. obviously he knows everything, but he wants to hear from us. And just like how, let's say a kid does something at school, not necessarily naughty, but something happened at school. The parent probably heard about it from the teacher, but parents still want children to tell them themselves about what happened and just about their day and everything like that. Yeah, prayer is definitely important. How I would actually answer that question of, like, what are we to do now? I would, like back it up to what we talked about in the beginning and how we were created for God's, um, we're created in his image. So we're created for God's glory. We're created to give him praise and we're created for his pleasure. And since we were created for these things, it's our job to do them and to live them out. So it's our job to um, bring glory and bring praise to God. And we do this through our actions. Mm-hmm. And those actions would be the prayer. They would be reading the Bible. I mean, not lying you know abstaining as much as we can from sin but basically it's not we have to be careful to not um just like to define like what we believe and like a religion because a religion is following a certain number of steps and that is what gets you into heaven but the gospel and like what is presented as truth in the bible doesn't say anything about like these certain number of steps except for like believe in me right believe and confess yeah and so we have to be you know careful that we don't make reading our bible and um you know prayer and all these things like this the religion that's like if i do this i'll be saved because that's not true like we were created for his glory for his praise so it's our job to live that out and we live that out by doing these things right right and two we need to recognize the fact that even though we are saved from death, we have the Holy Spirit in us, we will still fall short every day. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you just need to pay attention to Holy Spirit convictions, um, frequently repent and ask for forgiveness, and just 
ask God to make you aware of where you're falling short in your life. And two, that's where a good community comes into just people to help keep mm-hmm. you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just say to people who are already Christians, but um, I would just say this as an encouragement, like your ability to abstain from sin is like not what defines you mm-hmm. as a Christian. Like, it's not your ability to say no to these, like, lusts and these just icky, icky, icky desires of the world. Like, that's not what defines you. Like, God is the one that defines you. He Mm -hmm. defines your salvation. Like, Mm -hmm. it's through him. And so, yes, we want to continually be working to get better at this. But we still live in a fallen world. And there will never be a time in our lives when we're not sinning. Exactly. And that's what makes the gift so amazing mm-hmm. is because we cannot and never will be able to do it on our own. But yet someone loved us enough to do right. it for us. Right. And I'm, it's really comforting, too, to know that when Jesus was on that cross, when he lived his life here, he felt what we feel as humans. So we know that Jesus understands when you go to him in prayer and you're struggling with a sin or whatever it may be in your life, he understands. He Mm -hmm. already lived here on earth, and he knows the weight of what we feel. Yeah, because if if Jesus wasn't tempted in every way, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't just say, oh, Jesus overcame sin, but like, what if he wasn't tempted by this certain one? Did he really overcome that? No, like Jesus was tempted in every way. Mm -hmm. And because he was tempted in every way, that's how he could overcome every sin because he didn't give in and he overcame death. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to go back to personal stories with this. Mm -hmm. Addie, what is your biggest fear with sharing the gospel and why do you think it's so hard to share? Because I know like... As Christians, we're supposed to share the gospel. We're supposed Mm -hmm. to share this great news that we are saved with other people. But it is really hard. Yeah. I think one of my biggest fears in sharing it is not having all the answers or not knowing it completely. Or someone's going to ask me a question. I'm going to be like, ooh, yeah, I don't know that one. However, (laughs) in like planning and writing this all out for this episode, I think it really like helped me a lot. Um, but still there's, there's that fear of not knowing it all. And that fear of people are going to think I am gosh dang silly for this. Like, cause like we said, if you truly believe this, like you're going out of your way to tell people, mm-hmm. I mean, look at us filming mm-hmm. this podcast. We're probably going to get ridiculed, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like if you truly believe something kind of like back to the Bigfoot, like you're telling everyone you know because you're like, this thing has changed Mm -hmm. my life and I want to give this to you. And as much as I have that fire and that passion, there's still like Satan that's like, this is scary. And what if they don't believe like I believe? Like what if they don't? Right. And yeah, I think for me, my biggest fear is just what people are going to think of me. Mm -hmm. And I know I should not have that fear because... You know, God's judgment is a lot more important than my friend's judgment. Um, So it's hard to keep that in mind, but... You're looking for your friends to fulfill your purpose and not God. Which, 
is wrong, but we all do it because it's, oh my gosh, it's, you don't want to be hated by people. Right. Satan still lives in our world. He still works in our world and we're still falling short as Christians. So it is really hard. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) I I think kind of like as a closing note though, I would encourage anyone who is scared or just like, yeah, scared to share the gospel. I would encourage you to like write it out, like Mm -hmm. sit down with a piece of paper and give yourself like six or seven bullet points and be like, this is how it works. You can use our podcast episode as reference. There's amazing, awesome references out there on the internet as well, but you know, be careful which ones you choose. But but I think if you truly sit down and you develop um, just like this keyword outline almost of like this, 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 this is how it works. And then just having that like stored in your brain. So when someone asks you, and you're ready to share, you already have, like, you already have a start, and you, right. it's not as scary, because you, right. you know a little bit. Right, You've and prepared. two, we can't always rely on somebody coming to us, mm-hmm. that's another thing we, as Christians, we need to go out and share, and like I said, it's so hard, I always feel like, oh, there's the Jesus freak again, you know, always Mm -hmm. trying to shove this whole religion thing down my throat. And there's a thing with being authentic, though, and being like, shove this down your throat. Giving personal stories and just sharing your own testimony and how God has worked in your life will really make a big difference. Like, people don't just sit down and start reading the Bible and believe. Like, chances are... Even in your own life, you've been saved because you had another Christian in your life talk to you about it. Yeah, I would definitely say as an encouragement to other Christians as well. It's like people, even if you're a little bit scared to like share the gospel with them, like using your words, share the gospel to them with your actions Mm -hmm. because they're going to learn more from your actions and how you treat others and how you love like Jesus loved than they are from hearing this right and we can rely on the holy spirit that we have living in us to make us brave and make us bold Mm -hmm. so yeah did we do it did we cover what the gospel (laughs) is (laughs) i really hope so i hope so it's it's a blur (laughs) well and like i said at the beginning there's a lot of things we could have gone more in depth for like more in depth Mm -hmm. with um, but some of these little side topics are just other episodes for in the yeah, future. Exactly. And just another like side note, we're not perfect. The words that come out of our mouth, um, are filled with sin. They're filtered through sin because we are yeah. sinful, valuable human beings. So with that being said, like, please take everything we say and fact check it on, um, on the word of God. And I really just pray that like, if something stood out to you that you would go research it more like go go dive after it yourself mm-hmm. don't just take our word for it and what we say the gospel is but really go find out for yourself your truth and what you truly believe thanks so much for listening you guys um stay tuned for more episodes and always feel free to hit us up in our social media for any episode suggestions yeah thanks for listening bye bye Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. 
As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.